Hi, I'm Cheryl. I'm Dan and welcome to our podcast. Where we're talking to real people about real problems in real situations. So grab a cuppa while we talk founder life. Welcome to today's episode where we are joined by the fabulous Sarah Oakley of the Breakbird Club. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. Welcome. So, um, yeah, I'm going to let Sarah introduce her in a moment, but I recently met Sarah online and learned a little bit more about her journey and why she set up the Breakbird Club, and I was hooked immediately. Um, and um, I'm not wearing my pants today, but I do love them, and I do love wearing them as well when I need that little extra boost. So if you wouldn't mind, Sarah, just giving us a little introduction of your journey and obviously your business and where you set it up for. Absolutely. So I'll start by getting stuck into the Brave Bird Club, I guess. And you mentioned pants. So for people <laughs> who are listening to this, I'm probably thinking, what is she talking about? Talking about pants. <laughs> Basically, I created Brave Bird Pants. And these are pants that support women to be brave and fundraise for a charity called My Sister's House in the UK who support women through abuse, violence and addiction. Um, and together, us brave birds um, come together in a community, in a club, and we support each other through the times where you need to be brave. And that could both be bravery in terms of you have a challenge coming up and it's something that's really going to up your game and it's exciting, but it's also really scary. Or also for people who are going through quite a rough time, perhaps behind closed doors and getting out of bed, brushing their teeth with a shaking hand and taking their first step out the door is brave. And really our community is about supporting both and kind of holding your hand or giving you a shove, depending what you need at that particular time in your life. It's lovely. I definitely feel the love and the brave. And it's really weird that as soon as I get them out and put them on, I just feel that bit, little bit braver. It's funny isn't it um well that's yeah. my dream come true really saying that because <laughs> I, I i love the thought of people you know opening up their underwear drawer and being like i'm wearing you today you know and get them out because for all manner of reasons i don't know what you've got going on that day it could be something emotional it could be physical it could be you know something public or something private but they gave you something that's that's my dream come true really so thank you <laughs> that trigger that 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 trigger that association with an item can be so powerful can't it so i think it's yeah can be really 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 powerful to give you that kick to get well yeah as you say for many different scenarios where it's get going with your day or what it's can be quite it can be very powerful uh, yeah and there are all times in our life where we need to be brave right you know we're all going to get those texts that we didn't see coming or those phone calls with a shuttering news like we're all going to have times where we need to find that bravery and find that courage and yeah the club and what I'm about is just letting people know that there is hope and you can get through and you can do this um and the pants I guess a physical manifestation for that so when I'm talking today yeah great if people go and buy the pants fantastic but also metaphorically I'm here to support people to put their brave pants on yeah, no. and it is it's such a thing I mean the amount of times I said oh I need to put big girl pants on and do this or or do that and now I've got the physical I'm gonna go and put my big girl pants on <laughs> I'm gonna go and be brave exactly but, and like yeah can I share the story of what, yeah, what that, it came about that's yeah that's what I was hoping you <laughs> yeah yeah okay so 
my one of my best friends was in a abusive relationship and it lasted sort of eight years and during these eight years I was banned from contacting her um and I met up with her once in secret and just saw the way she's a really really sparky girl and she just lost this spark and this energy and her eyes were kind of dark and her shoulders slumped and she walked away with tears in her eyes and I was just like oh my god this is just heartbreaking what what can I do um and again I couldn't I felt too scared to text her because you don't know the consequences I just every so often remind her that I was there um and hope that she get it but then I got a text from her I just moved out to Mallorca I live in Mallorca and I was sat on the terrace, I can remember this, it was like a really sunny day and I heard this ping and I looked down and on my phone I had a message from her saying I need to leave him but I don't know how. So I was like oh god what do I say and I've got to say something quick because who knows who might get the phone any second so I was like well what would you say to your best friend to do and she said to put my brave pants on and crack on with it and I said to her well do that. <laughs> And she turned her life around um, and she left him. It wasn't easy and you never really leave those situations, but she started a new life with her and her children. And I'm so proud of her. And what it did for me was sparked that kind of fascination with brave moves like that. Like that was so brave of that girl because she literally left the house with a toothbrush and a plastic bag and ran, you know, she, she did it. And what can I do to help people in that in those situations and you know what what gives you that strength and I thought well if there's someone out there me and the community giving people hope then hopefully we might spark more of those you know life-changing situations and I definitely I think it's such a it's such a worthy cause and when you are in that situation you just no one knows how to help you I don't to be fair when I was in that situation I didn't know how to be helped either because I'd hide it and I didn't want to admit it was even happening sometimes and you just have to be brave and go so I'm so proud of her for getting out as well I don't even know how bless her and I'm proud of her <laughs> that's yeah. just such a I think that's it it's like there's a lot of um that's why it's so important to speak and thank you for sharing that because there's a lot of kind of shame attached to it I found with Lucy, she told me I was too embarrassed for people who'd invested in me and invested in, you know, our relationship, who'd been to the wedding. She was like, I was just too embarrassed to come out and say how it was because, and also you question how bad it is. So I think also part of this is talking and letting go of the stigma and realizing actually it's one in four women and one in seven men who undergo this. So you want, if this is you, you are not alone. This mm -hmm. is a, you know, it's, it's, everywhere and it's it's not acceptable and it needs to change yeah no, definitely and I know when I was in the situation it was a case of it was more mental than physical although there was the physical side to it but because it was more the mental it's just like well who's going to believe me <laughs> I'm not black and blue it's not real people have got it worse than me and it's not even believing it myself I think for a while and then having to then voice it to other people just that scared the hell out of me. I couldn't do it for a long, long time. It's um, yeah. it's weird, but yeah, no, you definitely, definitely not alone. Unfortunately, there's many people out there that in those situations. And if any of us can do anything to help, then 
Might be it. That's good. That's what we need. Do you, do you, do you find, because you, you, you said quite a few times about, about the community that you've, you've built um, through the brand, and do you find that the leap on once you most, you know, start giving the support so that that person can get a bit, bit of self-love back um, and a bit of that confidence back to be able to make that first step to either run away from it. Do you, do you find that that's having the biggest impact or? I think there's something really powerful about being part of a group where you see people doing what you want to be able to do and you aspire and you are in inspired. You're aspired to be with them and you're inspired by them. But the most crucial thing about a group like that is that people feel comfortable to sit in it where they're at. Just because other people are taking a leap, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily ready. But if you can sit and see what's possible, maybe one day you will. So I think it's creating a space that people come as they are. They come with their story. They come as authentic and they don't need to be. There's a lot of pressure out there to be something that you're not. And I guess what I'm always reminding people is like, you are worthy and you are loved exactly as you are. You don't need to do these magnificent public things to know that I know you're brave right now. Like you said, Cheryl, back then, those times, you probably did not feel brave at all, but, but you were. In fact, that's, that's more difficult than, I don't know, signing up to a marathon because you get all the joy along the way. People go, oh, that was so brave. You climbed a mountain. And yes, yeah, so I salute those people, but I think there's actually nothing more difficult than those private, be it illnesses, grief, abuse, things that are hidden to overcome them. Yeah, definitely. And I think the one thing I love about your social media and your community as well is the fact that you don't know who's looking, you don't know who's seeing that. And even those that aren't necessarily engaging are still seeing it. I know when I see something myself, I'm like, oh, that's giving me a boost today. And you, I probably would never tell you because it's just one of the things you don't do, is it? But just that little extra boost. And, and I think that is a really powerful thing as well because you don't know, obviously you get the engagement, so you do know some of the people that you're talking to, but you don't know everybody, do you? but you are touching so many different people without even realising. Yeah. It reminds me of when you do a talk or, and you, you concentrate on someone who looks really disinterested, right? <laughs> or in a team meeting, you're like, oh God, they hate me. They think I'm talking rubbish. They have no interest. And guaranteed, they're the one who comes to you at the end to go, oh, that was brilliant. I love that. And you're like, what? <laughs> so the people who look, as you say, appear silent and disinterested can actually be really connected to what you're saying and I completely believe that yeah definitely and it does help more more than we realize mm. definitely and that could be the difference in that one day of somebody having a better day or a, a bad day or feeling brave or even potentially leaving those situations so it's such a powerful thing mm. <laughs> Do you, do you kind of find that as well it's um, when you're kind of uh, not having the best of days that it's, I think some people sometimes feel ashamed that they are rather than just accepting that we all have 
bad days and it's okay um, and they happen. Sometimes there's not much you can do about it. Um, I suppose that's where the community aspect is phenomenal because it's almost just like, well, it's okay. It happens. Sometimes we've just got to draw a line through the day and and, and, and move on and just, just get on, just not on with it, but just accept that that's, that's how it, it's been for the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I really learned my lesson in that because I've got a background in psychological coaching. So um, I used to work with companies like big companies like Tesco's and PricewaterhouseCoopers, Camelot, a few different companies to help their staff with kind of performance and well-being. Um, and a lot of the tools that I'd used, I've been trained in on how to think differently about situations, which was all great. And I was quite cocksure of myself at the time. However, when I was about, I think I was late 20s, married two young children, my husband became very ill with ME um, to the extent where he was bedridden literally for a couple of years and he couldn't interact with our children and I became a carer something that I hadn't really prepared myself for and all of a sudden all the psychological training that I had I had done in the past somehow didn't make sense because <clears throat> what I actually needed to do was ask for help you know I'm quite an independent person and so yes I can try and think myself happy but at the end of the day as you said to accept it and just to be around people catch me there's a role for that coaching but I think when you really need it you actually need friendship and love otherwise you can just bash yourself that you're not doing better I mean my thoughts were like I've had all this training why aren't I a better wife why aren't I a better mother because I should be better than I am at this but that held me back because actually I needed to go to the other extent. Like I'm finding this really hard. Can someone help me? Who's been through this before? Can you show me that there is light and hope at the end of the tunnel? Mm. Um, so I really hear what you're saying there. And I, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's the fact that the help aspect that asking for help is, is actually coming, I suppose, back to back to the uh, pants thing. It is a very brave thing to do. Um, and if anything, it isn't throwing the towel in or giving up. It's actually moving forwards and, it, and, and a real good way to move forwards to ask for help. Um, Sometimes it's it, the bravest thing you can do. Yeah. It's the thing yeah. that I'm most proud of probably when I actually ask for help. And that was when I'd hit rock bottom and I needed help to get back up. And it was the best thing I ever did. It was scary, it was horrible. Actually admitting I needed help was the worst thing ever. But getting the help has been the best thing ever. It really has changed my life around. It's, yeah, braveness comes in so many different forms, doesn't it? It's, it really does. That gets me quite emotional hearing you say that, actually. <laughs> but like, you look back and you see quite how brave it was to do that in that moment. And that set you on a new path. So yeah, well done. <laughs> um, I'm going to make it a bit happier now. I feel like <laughs> so you mentioned um, in there that you obviously you're living in Mallorca and you're running business with the UK distribution and the factory in Portugal. You did say Portugal. Yes. Yes, Portugal. So yes, tell us a little bit about how that all works and how you're finding running a business across two different countries or three different countries 
steep learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anyone who starts something with a passion, you're very naive. I didn't think through the details and there are so many details to getting this smooth. Um, I mean, the first thing was sourcing a manufacturer and, you know, I'd be recommended to Portugal because the materials are really good there. And a friend actually put me in touch with this manufacturer. But then there's been Brexit. I mean, I, I started, I opened the pants shop in April this year. So we were just coming out of, where are we? I'm trying to think. Things were still a bit muddled with Brexit, what you could import, what you couldn't import. I was Spanish. They were Portuguese. I needed to import into the UK and here in Spain for European orders. It's just, oh, I won't bog you down with the details, but there have been a lot of details to it. <laughs> but I guess if you knew everything that you'd have, like you with your business, if you knew everything that you'd have to do, you'd probably be like, oh, I don't know if I want to start that. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an element to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there any specifics you wanted to ask me? I'm thinking what kind of information you'd like to hear mm -hmm. about it. But See, I'd be really interested to know. So you said about um, your past role, um and working with some large companies so tesco's and, and camelot and um on the psychology aspect what from that has helped you with like kind of work working and managing your own business yeah it's a it, good question because i'm also a um yoga teacher trainer so that's fed oh, into what i'm doing yeah yeah i did what i'm doing now so what did it give me? I mean, a lot of tools to work with people. Um, I'm used to, I, I, one thing I love and I get feedback on something that is a skill of mine is understanding what makes people tick. Um, and I suppose that's fed through all my career that I will spot that and encourage that. Um, both as a yoga teacher, a yoga teacher trainer, working with companies, seeing, not the weaknesses so much the strengths and focusing on that. Um, I'm a very people person. So all my job's been very people orientated and each one's given, given me a greater understanding of people. And I guess as I've got older, I've kind of got more empathetic in what I do, I believe. When I, when I started out, as I said, when I went into those companies, I don't think what I did was necessarily bad, but it was a little bit, um, I'd say I think I was just a little bit too sure of myself and what I was saying and now I feel very open I like to listen more what gave you that impression that you were very sure of yourself what 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 has helped helped you understand that I think it boils back to what I said to you before when I mean okay so I've been to a lot of different self-development seminars over the years, I, um, and I'm fascinated by it. However, as I said, when I was in those times of real trouble, it actually worked against me rather than for me because I needed human contact and support rather than individuality, strength, isolation potentially was the other things, things that I'm proud of, that I am determined, I am quite independent, but things that come with their shadow side, which means that I can push on without, I think this is common to a lot of people. I know Cheryl said it's common to you too. Maybe it's our generation, the way we are brought up, but it's, it, 
has not allowed me to open up and ask for what I need. Okay. Um, so in terms of why do I feel like I was too cocksure because I was feeding what had been fed to me and teaching what I potentially hadn't experienced, whereas I feel like I've seen probably just more pain now. Okay. And that's made me more empathetic, I guess. Um, and that sounds, I don't know if that, does that sound depressing? Does no, not at all. So? It's just life, isn't it? It is life. I think when we go through these hard times, it teaches us so many things that we don't expect. Mm. And that in turn then helps us to do the next step or help other people in turn and, and so on it's we need to go through those times to see a how strong we are and prove to ourselves we can do them but as you say to, to learn those lessons shout out to our sponsors zero who are the best accounting software out there for small businesses in my opinion one of the features I love is payment services and it means that you can add a, um, a little pay now button to your invoices and get paid by Stripe, PayPal, GoCardless, Pay, and many other payment services out there which makes it even more simple for your customers to pay you. Check it out now on Xero.com. Who, who do you think have been or maybe not necessarily who but what do you think has been the most influential? thing uh, that's brought you to work impacted what do you think has been the most influential people that's, that kind of brought you to work to where you are now oh my my husband i yeah. say he's incredible <laughs> he's such a wonderful wonderful man and like i saw him go through being a very driven successful gregarious character to becoming bedridden to the extent where he's so exhausted he can't do really simple tasks you know and I, I'm, I'm caring for him and watching him and his grace as he went through discovering who he was rather than what he did <laughs> you know and seeing him which is still a struggle for him because he's still quite ill and he can't quite be the person he wants to be but our ego wants us to turn up and say, I've done this and I've secured this or I've been a success in this. And suddenly you have to get strip everything back and just be like, with none of this, I'm still worthy and I'm still worthy of love. And I guess watching him and seeing that has been a real teacher for me because I think we spend so long just trying to validate ourselves and it's just empty, endless use. It doesn't serve anything at all, really. Um, Yes, I'd say him, my hero, my husband. <laughs> that's, that's lovely to hear. That's lovely. It's lovely to hear. Lovely to hear. It is. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, very powerful. Lovely to hear. Do you think it's also um, changed? Well, it's, it definitely, from the sounds of it, it's changed your definition of what 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 success is for you and you and your family as well. So, um, which I think is important for everyone because, as you say, a lot of people that take successes um what they see other people do or, or just validating themselves and it's very hard not to it's it's weird it's very very difficult to separate yourself from that and I still definitely get drawn into the matrix 
of course I do I'm human but I guess what what I think is say if I look at my son who's 12 and he's just like bouncing about quite a happy little guy <laughs> um and it's like he I don't look at him and expect anything else of him other than him yeah Whereas as you grow up, maybe your so people around you or your parents, what everyone expects, just that little bit more than just you. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not saying don't, that doesn't, I still want to go out and play the game. I still, you know, I hope this, the game of life, whatever, I hope that I make the impact that I want to make this business. But I have to remember that beneath it all, with it all taken away, I'm enough just as I am. I have to remember that because I think that's quite powerful because it's good for other people as well as myself. Oh, yeah, definitely. I had, um, I've, I've tried to sum up success in so many ways and I heard it said so, so, so ugh, I can't even say the word now, but so eloquently the other day and somebody said success is just what, what makes you happy and what um oh what did she say success is achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve and it's you just ignore everything else and I was just like that's just that sums it up really we look at success of what society tells us success is but we never actually look at our own success and what we think is successful ourselves and um yeah it's it's hard to separate though, isn't it? Especially when you see people doing these things, you're just like, oh, wow, I'm never going to be them. But then you're like, oh, actually, no, I'm very successful in my own way. I'm achieving what I want to achieve. And everyone's version is different, isn't it? I think that's why talks like this are so helpful because I was listening to this thing last night, actually, about, actually, it's talking about how kids aren't having sex anymore because they're so distracted. <laughs> But it applies to humans, it applies to adults as well. Sorry, she's just completely gone on a tangent there. <laughs> but, but, like podcast, right? <laughs> but <clears throat> we're also distracted. Yeah. We're not asking each other these questions like, like we are now. This is lovely because we're chatting to each other and we're just getting to know each other and there's nothing else we're thinking about other than just you know, getting to know each other and hoping that other people will listen and it will be good, you know, good for them to listen to as well. But I think, yeah, to make more time for deeper conversations can only help with that, can't it? Oh, it definitely does. And we're, we're going for it at the moment where one of the boys is about to leave school and we're trying to look at what he wants to do when he's older what he wants to achieve and all the different things and then it's sparking conversations with middle ones because they're not at the stage yet where they need to know but they're not far off it they're gonna have to make some decisions at the end of this school year on their options and it's far too young for them to know what they want to do but then it's talking about well, what do you want out of your life what do you want to do how are you going to do it and starting those conversations really young feels quite scary and I think sometimes they just roll their eyes and go oh god do we have to talk about this now mum but mm -hmm. it's just it's important though isn't it to start thinking about it and know what you want out of your own life you don't have to have it all figured out you don't have to have it mapped out I didn't have it mapped out until I was quite old but I always knew that there was something I wanted I just needed to find what it was yeah I, yeah I think just like the whole thing around distractions 
well, it's just a massive, <laughs> massive issue, isn't it? We, I mean, we got we got phones that can do pretty much anything we want them to do, and they're constantly bleeping, saying, um, you know, showing you pictures pictures of what this amazing person's done over here. Um, but don't, you know, constantly showing you the best of people's lives rather than the actual reality of people's lives. Mm. Um, and it's not just distracting in terms of keeping you away from actually human connection and talking to people. It's almost internally, mentally distracting from living your own life, walking your own path, creating your own journey. Um, which is extremely, extremely important because if you don't know who you are as a person and, and what you're about and have your own values that are defined, then who, who are you? You know, what can you, what, how can you live any sort of uh, life with, with your own purpose and happiness if, if, if you don't know what you're about, the essence of you is? And distractions is a massive part of that. I think a lot of people don't know. Mm. A lot of people don't. Now, how often do people sort of say to you, like, what do you like? <laughs> what do you love? <laughs> Just give you a bit of time to think about it. Me? Me. Yeah. yeah Me. Oh, yeah, feel free. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone always knows what they don't want, don't they? And then it's just mm. kind of flip it in your head to see what you do want. But at the same point, not putting too much pressure on that because if it doesn't happen yeah. you don't feel like a failure do you yeah mine yeah i mean i started getting um and it'd be interesting actually for for, for when when this um kind of developed for you because obviously your background is is this kind of thing but for me it's when i when i went set when i went self-employed set up my own business i started to understand a little bit more about myself what I'm about what I am capable of what I'm not capable of um when did that moment kind of come for you well when I was growing up my dad always used to call me brave <laughs> which is oh, quite sweet really and but when it was more like going down some big slides and jumping off trees and stuff like that so I guess I was always quite physically brave um and I I don't know if that impacted on me or I was you never know nurture nature or whatever but I've always felt quite hmm, quite so it's funny I'm such a complex person because I'm a total people pleaser and I question myself all the time yet I'm also quietly confident and I kind of bounce between the two <laughs> depending on my mood I guess but in terms of my capabilities and working for myself and kind of being creative with that, I always just sort of felt I had that. I mean, I tried a London job and I only stuck it out for about nine months and I was like, I can't do this. And that's when I went to India and trained as, first trained as a yoga teacher. Not thinking I'd actually do it as a job. But I was like, that won't impress my parents. I better not do that. And then I got home and I was like, oh, actually, this is a really cool job. <laughs> so it was. In fact, it was really, really fulfilling. It was wonderful. Um, but again, then I could, yeah, I, I was quite happy to do that on my own. And I've always worked for myself since my age was like 22, I suppose. 
Do you yeah. do think that reinforcement when uh, when you were younger had from from your dad had had quite a bit of input in that? Yeah, I guess so. Because mm. as well, I know there's a lot of emphasis at the moment about women feeling disadvantaged in certain situations. And I know this is true, but I guess the way I was brought up, I never, and this must be from my parents, I never entered a room in and felt lesser than as a woman as well. Mm. Um, I mean, to be fair, I haven't gone and worked in the real male dominated industries and face that discrimination perhaps I think differently if I had because I haven't actually sat in those boardrooms or whatever but I think in general I've always my I've never questioned my presence as a woman um yeah which I guess helps yeah that seems to start though that that I suppose discrimination is is completely the wrong term because I'm about to talk about seven and eight year olds, but um, it does start at a very young age. And um, because my daughter, she is very, she's, she's not really a girly girl. She loves football, um, you know, climbing trees, you know, she, you ask her who she played with throughout the day, it's the, it's the boys. But they, they, you know, she constantly gets told, oh, you can't do that. Or, um, you know, you can't, yeah, you can't play f- football with us. You're a girl and you can't do this because of you're that. And you do have to wonder a little bit where, where that, where that comes from, doesn't it? Don't you? And, um, and I'm constantly having to say to her all the time, I say, you can do anything you put your mind to. And if, if, if she genuinely can't do something, it's, you, you know, you can't do it yet. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just, it's, it can be, it's, it, it can, it seems to be embedded quite, at quite, quite a young age. I don't know whether anything that's what you, your, your experiences with it, but. I think what you're doing is perfect, though. That whole yes, you can. This whole movement, isn't there? The yes, you can movement. <laughs> so she just has in your head, like, but they're wrong because I can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does start quite early. And who knows? As society, we've got to find our balance in that. I mean, it's it's the pendulum's almost swinging too far the other way now. It's all very confusing. This male, female. Oh, I don't know. How we've got to just find find equal but recognizing differences haven't we it's it's very confusing um but yeah i i'm sure she'll be just fine yeah i know she will i'm feel sorry for the boys <laughs> there you go then <laughs> this is what i mean the pendulum swinging almost a bit too far the other way all these terrifying <laughs> women out there conquering the world <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So obviously we've talked about you a little bit, you live in Mallorca at the moment. Have you, is that something you always wanted to do or how did that come about? <clears throat> well, we moved here. Yes, we got married here 15 years ago. Wow. And uh, my husband's parents live out here and we had always had in our sights, like one day we'd like to move to Mallorca. We never thought it would come this soon, but as my husband was so ill, we had that driving force of maybe if we move out here, um, the weather will help his health. And my, my son also has health problems too. So it was for them that 
it was for all of us and I needed to change as well. My life had just got, I just, I needed to change. Um, so we just up and left really quickly. We're like, we're going to do it. And there you go. Six weeks, I think. Wow. That's amazing. Rented our house, rented out here. Um, you had six months of living here before you had to become a resident. And it's, uh, I can't remember, it's a bit longer before you have to become a tax resident. Um, so you have to start making decisions fairly quickly whether you want to stay. And, but we did. We got out here. The kids went to a local school and, yeah, we loved it. Do you all speak Spanish? My kids, brilliant, because they're at a Spanish school. Me, un poquito. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I can speak, but I can't. Lots of words I don't know yet, so conversations still can be difficult depending on the subject matter. But I'm getting there. I get there and I like it. That's the most important thing. I quite enjoy it, like learning the language and trying. Yeah. Did you know it's actually paella, not paella? Yes. I saw somebody talk about it the other day and they were having that conversation. I was just like, oh, oh, when I was in Benetton, actually, we was having, that was it. They were having the conversation then because um, everyone was going around the table ask, saying what they wanted. And then, yeah, one of the girls told everyone off. That's not how you say it. <laughs> no, I'm like one of those now. You learn. <laughs> everyone who listens to this, if they've got nothing else. Now they know how to say paella. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a few there's quite a few spanish words that um the english don't do very well with no but i had a so i had a company before we moved out here that i sold just before we moved because i couldn't speaking of um this business podcast and i guess this might be interesting to someone like i couldn't manage running the company and caring for my husband at the same time it just wasn't possible for me and I sold it before I wanted to, but I, I couldn't see another option at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a yoga teacher training platform online, um, which if I'd have held on to that, I say I sold before I wanted to, this is in hindsight really, if I'm honest, because if I'd held on to it till obviously the lockdown, <laughs> I would have done a lot better. <laughs> uh, okay. There you go, that's live. So is that it's not necessarily sold it before you wanted to in terms of um, right decision for you. It's more the fact of seeing the pound signs that could have happened in between. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, I always knew it was of value and I knew and we were the first teacher training organisation to move online with what we were doing. Um, and I, I knew that online was getting more and more popular um but yeah there you go it is would you have gone back and changed that decision though yeah I think so yeah I would have tried to or maybe because I had someone at the time who said to me look I can come in and run it and you can keep it and I said no to that um Mm. but I probably would have said yes to that knowing yeah Mm. potentially or maybe not I don't know no I was probably not I was ready to finish yeah, I think um, everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? And yeah. Your yeah. focus is your yeah. family at the time. Actually, all the first people who've actually made me think, no, I probably wouldn't have done that. And I've got to stop thinking. It would have been better if I sold it later because it was sold when it was sold and it's the right time for me. So no, I'll stick with my decision. <laughs> good, good. Sometimes it's easy to see pound signs, isn't it? And yeah. uh, rather than actually what's the, the right thing to do. 
for you and for you as a person. And that's, again, that's a, a very brave but correct decision, isn't it? Knowing, mm. knowing when the right time to to move on or, yeah, or to make a decision like that is important. Yeah. So talking yeah. about businesses then and, 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 and you exiting that one, what what is the, what's the end goal of um of Braveberg what's the where, where, what's the end to goal make, well you see because I have two directions that it's going and I'm so new so one's the underwear and one's mm. the community mm. and I am not so sure moving into the future which will be the greater aspect of the business okay um you know, if I focus on the underwear, obviously the goal is to make a real dent in the underwear market. Like why would women not want these brave pants in their drawers? And I feel like they can <laughs> spread a lot of bravery and the collaboration with charity. And there could be all kinds of collaborations moving forward could be really powerful, but at the same time, developing this community could be interesting too. And that's what I did with my last business, I guess. So that's might go that direction as well I'm not too fixated I this I've had the grace of this that I'll be coming up to my first year in April mm -hmm. I'm not in profit yet I've given myself the grace of this first year to kind of play and experiment and see yeah what what takes off what people are enjoying and what people get from it so I guess I'm gonna have to take a more hard financial decisions in the next, let me see, well, between sort of a year and 18 months, that'd be the time when I have to really think about that because I can't continue. You know, the business is funding itself, but I still haven't made my initial uh, yeah. money back that I invested and I'm not getting a salary yet. Yeah. So it's, it's a long-term thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's also hard, I think, when you have a passion business where you forget that you're a person within it, you know? Like I've got a, I've got a plan for my future in it and be able to, you know, afford what we need and stuff like that with what I can give to the household. So. Um, it needs to be sustainable, yeah, doesn't it? Because it does. Otherwise it will turn into something you resent and then that's not yeah. gonna go anywhere then, is it? Exactly. And the other thing is, you know, it's like, I always have, which kind of works as a bit of a, driver for me it's like what do they say is it eight and nine and ten new businesses fail within That's three fine. years is it yeah. so there's every chance it could fail just because I've done it before doesn't mean I can do it again you know it's like that's that's also really interesting too and sometimes things can be completely out of con your control yeah. but hopefully not I mean there's so much passion and drive behind it and um it uh, hopefully it, it yeah as I say does what I wish it can do and do you think that flexibility is important in order to move it forward yes but I'm quite a flex I need I'm quite a, a flexi sociable relationship focused person so I need to make sure that I have people who will follow the data <laughs> as well to advise me fair enough <laughs> you know we've all got different skills haven't we 
We definitely have, yes. And yeah. that would be where your management accounts, putting on my account on the hat, will come in mm-hmm. to see where the right things to focus on are financially. But at the end of the day, I've always said to my clients that it's not just the numbers, though. There's a lot more things behind it that tell the story. And you need to obviously listen to the numbers but that's not the be all and end all at the end of the day and it's as long as you're doing what you want to do the numbers back it up and you're achieving what you want to do and enjoying it that's the, another really big thing as well there's no point in having this business that brings in loads of money and does this that and the other if you can't stand it because again it's just why <laughs> what's the point so um i'm sure from what i've seen your next path will become clear over the next months. From what you've said, it it uh, always it reminds me of um, a line in, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory um, where he says to his um, grandparents he's going to sell the golden ticket because um, they need money. And the, uh, the, the, grand, the grandfather says, you would sell something as special as that for something as common as money. And I think that's kind of the powerful journey that, that, that you're going down with your community and, 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 and the empowerment. Um, and I mean, just like listening to how it makes, makes Cheryl feel when she, when she pulls the pants out of the drawer, it's just, it's, it's, you should be extremely proud of that. And that's more special than the short term, um money situation because if you build that level of association that level of community that level of empowerment for people then something as common as money will come (laughs) that's such an incredible thing to say i love that i'm gonna say that with me i might have to use that yeah got any more that was awesome (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna pitch that too. Yeah. <laughs> I used it for the field, so it's Charlie and Chocolate Factory. So <laughs> but it's true. It's very, very true. It's true. That's why it's yeah. It's beautiful. It's really, really great. I think we're gonna finish up because I know obviously you've got school run and everything to do first. So yes. just one last question for you. So if you wasn't on this journey with Brave Bird what would you be doing? I don't know. It's gone <laughs> silent. <laughs> when I first moved here, no, I'm just trying to think, when I moved here, I had time off before I started work, although I was relocating, getting the kids in school and stuff like that. And I napped a lot. I said yes to wine at lunch. I, what did I do? Saw friends. Mm-hmm. Know, not a lot that different, really. That's a really, I can't, it's really interesting. I can't think, even think, what would you guys be doing? <laughs> throw it back to you because I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> itself. the fact that you don't really know says a lot in itself it says it the fact of, that you are very you're very um, content 
with who you are, the decisions you've made, you, 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 you're, you're forging your own path. It, it says so much to the fact that you're, 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 you're there. You can't, I can't answer that. It says a lot. Mm. Yeah, I'm blessed in many respects. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, well, thank you so much. It's so lovely to chat to you today and learn a little bit more about your journey and your story and everything. And as I said, I am a huge Brave Bird fan. Um, I am, just for transparency, an affiliate of Brave Bird. So go and have a look and buy the pants. They're pink. What's not to love? <laughs> but uh, I love, I love, absolutely love the ethos. And when I first stumbled on your, your company, I was just like, oh my God, I need to be. I need to be aligned to this somehow. And I'm just so grateful that we've had this chance to chat and get to know each other a little bit better. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like and subscribe. And we'd also love to hear your feedback. So please leave us a review or drop us a DM on our Insta at Found Life Podcast. See you in the next episode.